0: Good morning, Kansas City. It's Tuesday. I get it. Not a lot on your mind except for what's coming up on Sunday. But that's why we're here. The Run It Back Playoff Show here on 610 Sports Radio with myself, Dusty Likens. My good friend, Mm. Pete Sweeney. Pete, it's a little foggy this morning. It kind of is...
1: Kind of an image of what today's show might be today. (laughs) You laugh, but you're sick for laughing. Good morning. It is foggy right now in Kansas City. There's no doubt about that. Fog is an interesting thing to drive in with, given the lights don't really help you much. As a matter of fact, if they're too bright, you could end up not seeing in front of you.
0: Yeah, you got to have those little, uh, those lower fog lights on, which is right, uh, right, right, right. I don't know. Maybe a metaphor to what this week is. Uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to be real with you people. Um, It's going to get interesting in this opening segment. You know, we like to have fun here. We like to have a good time on this show. We like to get you amped up, ready to go for Chiefs playoffs and everything else. But I think what we need to do is we need to come off of our high horse and we need to have a serious conversation of what's going on in Kansas City and this football team. 9135767610 that is the Jay Southland Toe text line. Pete, let's dive right into it. All right. What's the most important part about this franchise? That would be QB1. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. We all remember what happened on Sunday. Right. I think it's time to have this discussion of What's really going on? Because I think when it comes to this Kansas City Chiefs team, I think when it comes to this fan base, I think there's a lot of people that might have you know, their blinders on, may not have their fog lights on, and aren't really paying attention to what the real situation is. Hmm. And you and I had a conversation, and I think that's where we have to start this show off, and that is the quarterback of your franchise for the next 12 to 15 years left a game and a state of mind that we haven't seen before. And it seems like we are chomping at the bit, not we, certain people or certain, you know, situations, which I think I'll get into my explanation of this after you give yours. So I think it's a very intelligent one. Yeah. Cause you're around this game more than anybody I know. And, you know, it seemed like the audio yesterday, myself included, Pat McAfee, who joined the drive, others that joined uh, the situation, and other people that tweeted was, I'm not worried about this. Sunday's going to be Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. And I think that everybody wants to expedite the process of what is something that is quite serious. And and I think that you can go ahead and take the floor here because we're talking about a a football player, but what we're not talking about is is a 25-year-old
1: man with the entire life ahead of him. Yeah, let's go through what we know right now, right? So we had the tweet from Dot of The Drive. You he can hear him every 2 o'clock on, on the weekdays. He said, source told him Patrick passed all of his tests on Sunday. He didn't actually hit his head. There was a nerve in his neck that got tweaked that made him out of it. He's getting testing done on his neck and nerve, but did clear all the tests last night. And then yesterday, of course, Andy Reid was asked about it.
2: I just leave that with Rick and the docs and – I. Because of the protocol, we are, it's a no-brainer from the coach's standpoint. You don't have to think about it. You just have to go forward and make sure you have an answer if he's there if an answer if he's not there. Uh, I can't tell you from a medical standpoint where he's at. I mean, I don't know that. So uh, that's their decision, and I just follow it.
1: So. Andy, you said last night um, that, that Patrick passed all the deals. Uh, does that mean that he was or was not diagnosed with a concussion and that it
2: was an independent doctor's decision or the team's decision not to put him back in? Yeah. So, um, he didn't, yeah, he passed, but when you, there, you still have to go through all the protocol. It's a, there's a day to day plan on that and how they go about it. So, especially if a player staggers right there and they've got to go through something. So, you know, that, that ends up being important.
1: Um, And then uh, I'm sure you've chatted with him today, even though he hasn't been in the facility. What's the message as far as how he's feeling today?
2: Well, he felt good enough not to have to do a press conference.
1: Andy Reid joking there, talking with Sam McDowell, who was asking the questions of the Kansas City Star, the questions that needed to be asked on Monday, and so not a lot of clarity. Here's where I'm at on this. Let me just preface it. This topic would typically be a topic I would simply stay silent on. It's my job at Arrowhead Pride here at 610 Sports Radio as Chiefs Insider to wait for the news, try to figure out the news, put it on our website, and that's that. But we've been blessed, Dusty, right, to have this great show for the playoffs, the Run It Back playoff show, 5 to 6 a.m. So that happens to include talking to you about how I feel on certain situations. It's just the position I've been lucky enough to be put in. And here's how I'm feeling on this right now. I see fans I, I see analysts going from hey uh, it's a concussion to other ones that are saying no 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 it's a martial arts chokehold you know I've seen enough UFC to uh, I I just you know I think he just lost his wind and I'm just left with this I don't know if there's a taste in my mouth or something but I'm not, I'm just left with this prevailing thought of hey can we wait a second can we wait For one second, I saw on Sunday a 25-year-old man doing something that no matter what the cause was alarming for him. Patrick Mahomes, the man. I'm not talking about this guy who we love as the football player, the most exciting player in the NFL, the 2018 MVP, the Super Bowl MVP. Patrick Mahomes, the man. There was a man on a football field on national television, staggering, disillusioned. He was dizzy. Can we take a pause on the football, let the team and the doctors run their tests, and just allow them to let us know? I get the football. I love the football. I make my money and my livelihood off of relaying news and takes like this to you. The importance of Sunday against the Bills and Mahomes' game status is not, on, is not lost on me. I, I understand it is the, of the highest importance. But guess what? An injury report comes out on Wednesday when we'll know if he's practicing. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes would typically speak then, so there will be another sign of how things are going. And the final thing is, guess what? 5.40 p.m. on Sunday is going to come, and everybody will certainly know that my greatest hope is not that I guessed right on whatever made Patrick Mahomes not be able to walk properly for 10 to 15 seconds, but that the doctors have correctly identified it, and he remains healthy for the next 75 years of his life. You want to know what I I think I bet he ultimately plays in this game, but we know too much about CTE now for me to feel any possible way about this. And that's just where I'm at on the situation.
0: I think it's a fair situation. I think that the problem that we have with the NFL and today's society is that we do seem to get lost in this sport. That is football. That is highly entertaining. That is super interesting. And, I think that the problem is, is that everybody seems to be able to understand what they want to believe, and I think the way that it is is that you hit the nail on the head when it comes to social media, when it comes to people you follow, when it comes to somebody's word against everybody else's. Like Jay Glazer comes out, who's an NFL insider, and says this just seemed like he got choked out. So then the first thing you go to is go well all right, at least it wasn't a concussion. You don't know jack about this. And I think the other part about this is, is that so many people get lost in what is the success. And I think that everyone likes to put themselves in the mindset of who Patrick Mahomes is. And I get it. If you asked Patrick Mahomes today, tomorrow, yesterday, Sunday, and said, Hey, here's the deal. How do you feel? Oh, I want to play. I want to get going. I think that's our problem when it comes to the situation that is CTE. And again, everybody likes to be an armchair quarterback. Everyone likes to be the Monday morning quarterback. And sometimes people like to be doctors. And I understand that. But here's my issue with how you take this on and how people perceive this conversation. And that is you also don't know anything about the situation. But here's the problem what they don't have. You're entitled to your opinion. I respect your opinion. I agree with you, Pete, and I'm the same way. Like, why can't we just calm down? Like, trust me, there is nothing I want more than Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. But you know what I want the most? I want this guy to have this type of success for the next 10 to 15 years. Now, you say he's going to live for another 75 years. I guess he'll be 90. That's fine. But my thing is, this is the star of your franchise. Right. And... If you truly believe that this team is going to be successful as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, then sit back, be quiet, just relax, and let this kid have a recovery and just be okay with it. Because like you, you and I both discussed, you could tell that Reed was very tense in Monday morning's press conference. Coming off a win in the playoffs where his quarterback is now 5-1 and one as a starter, they don't seem to lose at home in the playoffs unless it was two years ago, obviously New England. But the thing about this is, yes, they're hosting their third straight championship. Yes, they're the odds on favorites to win against Buffalo if 15 plays, not if he misses it. And nobody gets excited for Chad Henney. I get it. He'll have his 15 minutes of fame with the run and the win over Cleveland. But the thing is, is that we are so poisoned by, by this game of how entertaining it is and how quickly the recovery period is that everyone wants answers now that they just seem they seem to think about not what's going on with a young superstar in this league, but when can he play? When will he be back? I want answers. Now, you know, the process, if you listen to this show every day, Monday through Friday, five to 6 AM, you listen to Fesco, you listen to Cody and gold, you listen to drive, you know that nobody speaks until Wednesday. So you could have all these takes Former players, insiders, analysis that you think you know what's going on. Here's the deal. Let's just relax and let the situation evolve as time moves on. Because, like you said, I'm watching again right now on TV.
1: He couldn't even stand, and he didn't even know he was an arrowhead. Right, and I, I just want them to get it right. I mean, that that to me is priority number one. I think everybody in the world wants a safe matchup between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I would even say that when it comes to Buffalo Bills fans. As someone in Kansas City, right, you wouldn't want Patrick Mahomes to be facing the backup for the Bills. You want to see this best matchup. Let's have their best versus the Chiefs best. I mean, the thing that players say to each other after the game constantly on the field it's not, hey, good game. It's not, hey, we, we beat your ass. Well, sometimes it's, hey, we beat your ass. Most of the time, it's stay healthy. And why is that? Because there's respect for the game, and, and that's what I just want to see. I want to see Patrick Mahomes. I want to see him healthy, and if he's cleared and good to go and they've run through all their tests, then by all means, let's embrace it. I can't wait for that. It is of note, and the gravity of that is not lost in me, and you could even see it in the betting odds. Friends at Bet Online AG, pass this along. Dusty, right now the Chiefs would be favored minus three. This was an email I got yesterday. If it is Chad Henney starting, the odds makers said the Bills would go to minus two and a half. So if you're wondering what the quarterback switch and how many points it would be worth, it's five and a half. Five and a half points.
0: And I think that's the scariest point is I think people want to see Patrick Mahomes play. Because they're terrified that if he doesn't, there's a chance this Chiefs team can lose. And I think that's where the, the fear tactic comes well, in. Well,
1: that, that fear existed the other night. I mean, right. that, that was palpable. And like I said, that part isn't lost on me. But I'm excited to get the right information on Wednesday. And hopefully Patrick Mahomes is practicing. This
0: is just one of those situations where you have to wait for the right information. I mean, he couldn't walk on his own. It is what it is. Just relax. Take time. Let the situation sink in. 25. You have a whole future. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Pete Sweeney. That's the opening segment here on the Run It Back. I'll tell you what, coming up, I think there's a new rivalry building in the AFC, and there's a guy that's got a big test this weekend against somebody that's, well, let's just be honest. He led the league in receiving.
3: The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
0: We're back. All right. I wasn't going to do this. Pete. What'd you do? I'm just pissed. Oh, somebody says this sucks. Where's clay Travis. <laughs> Let me address this for you. You use your phone, right? Stop at your local quick trip or something. Go get yourself an oxcord, <laughs> Go to the internet, type in clay Travis, click on the link, plug it into your car and have a nice day. Good day. You lose. Enjoy your show. You didn't like the way that person was using the Jay's Southland to service text line. Order. No. And you can use it. 913 576 Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You'd rather listen to somebody who doesn't have an opinion about a team that's getting ready to play for a third consecutive AFC championship game, Amazing. a second consecutive Super Bowl. Oh, and it's a local radio show. Yeah. Go find Clay Travis. Let me know how he actually, you know what? Just,
1: <laughs> just get out of here. It's difficult to accomplish simply making the playoffs that many years in a row. Right. Mean, we see then over each and every year. So what a tremendous job by Andy Reid and, and company to get that done. And Mahomes has a little bit of LeBron to him in the sense that now he's just playing for the AFC title every year. I mean, I think Tom Brady the other night with his W, he clinched his 14th yeah. title game. Yeah. And so... It, it just it, – it continues to be boxes that he checks off of slowly but surely making his case to be the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, I think that's obvious, right? Well, yeah, I, I just think it's – you know, these stats come up sometimes, and it, it, that three championship games and hosting them, that, that is just an incredible feat. I mean, I know certain times things have to happen where you get that. Like last year, for example, the Chiefs weren't the top seed. So right. they needed the Ravens knocked off. So took a little bit of luck there, breaking your way. But the other, just impressive.
0: So you remember, I guess we do this segment every every day on this show, of Remember When, and we'll get to that here in the next segment, uh, here on the Run It Back Show mm. with uh, Pete Sweeney and myself, Dusty Likens. Uh, Pete, I'll be honest with you. this whole thing obviously started with a trade that happened from Buffalo to Kansas City. Right. When Buffalo trades their 10th overall pick to Kansas City and Kansas City picks Patrick Mahomes, no one at the time knew where we would be today when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Brett Veach. And then all of a sudden, Buffalo looks at it and says, well, crap, that sucks. That could have been us. (laughs) And you think about this back in 1984. When the Chiefs take Todd Blackledge and they look and they say, man, we could have had like Jim Kelly and look what our franchise could have been. And the Chiefs go 50 years um, without making the playoff or without having a playoff win, right? Or getting to the Super Bowl. They go 50 years without a Super Bowl win. And then all of a sudden here is 2016 and 17. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Buffalo, you know, kind of rebuilds their defense and then the next year they say, well, we got to get it right, damn it, because we just missed out on Patrick Mahomes. We need a quarterback. And kind of the next guy that kind of had that Mahomes type of play was Josh Allen because Mahomes changes the league. If if you don't agree with that, I'm sorry. But Mahomes changes the league with the aggressive, powerful, spread-type offense and can just win games no matter what almost any time he steps on the field. You saw that this year against Atlanta. You saw it against – Miami saw it against yep. New Orleans, you know, all these teams. So then Buffalo goes and gets Josh Allen. And all of a sudden, what's Josh Allen's comp? Well, he's got a powerful arm. He could be like a Ben Roethlisberger. He's hard to take down. This guy can just absolutely throw it. And then you're like, well, who else can throw it in this league? Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Like we're so far beyond the point of watching Mahomes throw the ball 75, 80 yards in pregame because he's just so much better than that now. And this rivalry that is building. To give it a, you know, kind of like an analogy is that it's the snowball effect, right? Is that it starts off with the trade and then all of a sudden it becomes Patrick Mahomes MVP season. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this Chiefs team is going to be just outstanding as long as 15 is healthy and playing behind center for the Kansas City Chiefs. Then all of a sudden Buffalo last year makes the playoffs and everybody says, well, maybe Buffalo's got a chance to kind of be this new AFC team. Let's see how they do next year. What do they do? They go out and build their offense. Their defense is fine. They go out and build their offense, go get a guy like Stephon Diggs, and all of a sudden it clicks with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs because you have a guy that can go run. You have a guy that can throw it that far. So that way all of a sudden now their offense can kind of start building. And what started off this year as, oh, I feel like I can throw the ball farther than Patrick Mahomes. Let's have a challenge. Now it's like, right. okay, who can win this game? And you look around the league, and soon the floor will be yours, I promise. The AFC North in the future, in the next three to five years, is going to be a battle between Baltimore and Cleveland. There's nobody really right now that seriously challenges the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. The South is going to be dominated by, well, we'll figure out here in a little bit where the enemy goes and where how much length of a career Derrick Henry has. But the East, according to right now, has a team that went 13-3 and and really didn't have any issues running that division this year. Miami's going to be decent, but I still think they're a couple years away from being a legitimate threat to Buffalo. But here's where we're at. It's Buffalo and it's Kansas City and the AFC. It's Josh Allen and it's Patrick Mahomes. And it begins this Sunday if, again, Mahomes is healthy enough to play. We'll find out more information, obviously, Wednesday and Thursday. But I feel like this is the rivalry that's starting to brew because all of the essential pieces are there and starting to collect itself like a snowball effect to make this the next rivalry of the
1: AFC. Love the point there. And to that last thing, I, I just disagree a little bit with that part only because I'm not ready to just completely write off Bill Belichick. Everyone looks at Brady, and he's back in a conference championship game, and they say, well, what's Belichick doing? Well, Brady has a little bit different where he just could have picked his supporting cast, and he could pick his head coach, and he could bring Gronk with him, and he could go to a team with a really good defense that has weapons built in already. Belichick couldn't just pick a quarterback, and until Belichick picks his next in line, and that wasn't Cam Newton, I, I just can't write him off. It's tough to do that, and I think he's realizing that right now. So we'll see, but just because it was a down year for Belichick, I'm, I want to see what he builds to try to counteract these Buffalo Bills, who you mentioned traded with the Chiefs, and their main pick back in that trade for Patrick Mahomes was Tre'Davious White, which is a really, really nice piece and consolation prize. It is not Patrick Mahomes, but they go and get Allen the next year, and I'll I'll be the first to admit when I watched Allen in the rookie year, and then you did have that back and forth about the throw-off in the offseason. To me, he felt kind of like, I don't know if try-hard's the right word, but like wannabe, and I'm like, why is this guy even trying to bother Patrick Mahomes with this throw-off? Patrick Mahomes is an MVP of this league. He's the best player in the league. And then Allen this year really, I think, showed us something where he is going to be one of these guys, and there is a possible real legitimate rivalry here. He is playing at that level where he deserves, if he continues to play the way he did this year, to be in the same conversation as Mahomes and, and Watson, if Watson can ever figure that whole thing out, and Lamar, of course, uh, who, who was just eliminated. So yeah, I I'm 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 eager to see how this thing goes for years to come. And I, I do think to an extent we're just seeing the beginning. Sometimes in the NFL, you get these rivalries that exist outside the division. And Bill's Chiefs is certainly a candidate for that. And really the main game where it's gonna start is this weekend in Kansas City.
0: I think a big point about this weekend is you're and we'll get to this on Friday, is we'll have another Red Friday playoff edition show here on the Run It Back show on Six Ten Sports Radio with Myself, Dusty Likens, and Pete Sweeney. I think the big focus point this week is this is the Legarius Sneed resume builder game. Like this to me mm. is hey, you showed up last week. I mean, there's one sack in the entire game. It goes to 38. <laughs> right? His coverage was was above par. He's been the surprise. Like I think you called him Monday morning. I think you called him the diamond in the rough that Pete that uh that that. Brett Veach. Brett Veach is yeah. found. And now it's now it's time. Because now you're going to get Stefan Diggs. You've got the support of your team. And now it's like, okay, man, AFC Championship game. This is where you can really build your career. And this is where you see guys take off like uh, Al Harris when they picked off Matt Hasselback when they said they were going to get the ball and score. <laughs> and then Al Harris went on to have a great career at cornerback. You look at... All these New England cornerbacks that nobody knew who they were, Patrick Chung, you look at other guys in that in that organization that make these big plays in these big games, and they're forever remembered for that, and they have a great career. This is a luxurious Sneed type of game where it's like, there's 14, make sure he's your guy the entire game.
1: Yeah, I, I could see a little bit of that. What I love about him is that he's so durable and, and he plays a variety of positions. I mean, he was coming off a, a season in small school Louisiana tech, where he was playing the safety position and the chiefs asked him to be an outside corner. They've thrown him into the slot. And I love that versatility in the secondary, because the more these things that the guys can do, the more you can mix it up. And I, I think sometimes under told is the job that Sam Madison and Dave Merritt, the defensive backs coaches have done in KC, especially with these younger players. And, you think about not only LeJarius Sneed, but the play of Charverius Ward and Rashad Fenton. And to an extent, they figured out how to deal without Bashad Breland at the beginning of the year. Just an impressive job. And and it's not a position, as we just noted, with the Chiefs having to make that trade to get Mahomes and stuff, it's not a position where Brett Veach and and that team of, of the personnel staff have necessarily spent premium draft day picks on days one and and days too. It's all been these undrafted, gritty guys. You have a signing like an Antonio Hamilton. So it's been impressive, and, yeah, I I think you might face your tallest task. I was talking to someone about this yesterday, and, you know, you're talking about the top receivers in the NFL, and Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers uh, alive on the NFC is certainly part of that conversation. I think Tyree Kill here in Kansas City is certainly part of that conversation. But in my opinion – Right now, Stefan Diggs is the cream of the crop. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL because I, I look at games and I'll, I try to watch as many as I can even when the Chiefs aren't playing. Adams, to an extent, and, it, and it's rare, he can be shut down. Hill, to an extent, and it's rare, he can be shut down. Everybody knows where the Bills want to go with the football every single week, and every single week you check the box score and Stefan Diggs has 10 catches and 100 and change yards. And that consistency is what gave him the receiving title this year. And it it stands to be a problem for Kansas City. Do I think that they'll figure it out and and curb him to an extent? Yeah. And if Diggs is the only player that that really kills you, you can still win the football game. And so I'm fascinated by that matchup. I'm fascinated by how these two franchises have kind of created this situation where there's these moves and you see that relationship. And it should be fun for years to come.
0: Can't wait till Sunday at 540 at Arrowhead. But... We've got a serious conversation to be had when it comes to the offensive coordinator that currently is on the Chiefs roster. And also, we get to throw it back to a remember win, all here on the Run It Back Show with Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, 610 Sports Radio.
3: The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
0: Back in, running back show, 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens, Pete Sweeney, Tuesday morning. Big week for the Chiefs, a lot of information to get to. The biggest week. I think so. As Chiefs prepare to host their third straight AFC championship game. You know what's weird? What's that? New England never did it. Pittsburgh never did it. With all those titles, neither one of those teams ever hosted three consecutive AFC Championship games. I just find that interesting.
1: What's awesome is Andy Reid did it with Philly, too. I mean, I think the titles will come, and I think that's why he has signed up for reportedly through 2025. Mahomes' deal runs another 10 years after that extension with all the guarantee mechanisms. I believe it's actually 12 total years. Right. And so Reid, I think, finally sees his opening now with Patrick Mahomes to start to be in the conversation for multiple titles, and we'll see how many this dynamic duo can get to. Starts on Sunday with the Buffalo Bills. We're a little unsure right now, or we're probably going to get more information on Wednesday as to whether or not Patrick Mahomes doesn't play or does play. If he doesn't, it'll be Chad Henney. And this led into a really good remember when for us, because last year, don't forget, the backup and Matt Moore with Henny Hurt on IR, an ankle issue. Matt Moore came in during the regular season and managed to beat a playoff team in the Minnesota Vikings.
2: Matt stepped in for a couple games and did a nice job for us. Working with Coach, we put together a game plan strictly for Matt. Just in case, in case of emergency, let's break glass and get Matt rolling.
0: The high school teacher and coach burns the Broncos with the 57-yard wheel to the Cheetah we're still gonna put it up there now. And I'm a former running back coach. So, you know coach has really turned my head inside and out. He's corrupted me in a sense. All running back coaches look at me like I'm the enemy now.
1: (laughs) In two games before Mahomes' injury, Kansas City threw the ball 74 times. In the two games after, they threw it 71 times. And in a crucial week nine game against Minnesota, the backup QB led the offense on game tying and game winning drives. Late in that game, they hit us with a zero blitz. I do remember that.
0: And I mean, they lightened that up. So we end up getting the ball back and he hits Tyreek over the middle. Tyreek gets up, you know, splits it, gets the first down, which was
1: huge. It was the same exact zero blitz that they had bought in the previous drive that they got in.
2: There's where the blitzing burns you. This will be a 44-yarder to win it. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. And the kick is good. He got it. Butker got it. And the Chiefs have
1: won the game. To me, this game is sometimes lost because we're we're always thinking about Fitzmagic, and it was the last game to finally clinch it. But there's no Fitzmagic without what Matt Moore was able to do, and that was go 25 of 35, 275 for a touchdown uh, against the Vikings and set up Harrison Butker's 44-yard field goal. Chiefs win 26-23. We know Patrick Mahomes came back after that. But that was just such a huge victory along the run. And it's pertinent to this week with Henny coming in and managing to push the Chiefs to the AFC title. And I guess we'll see about Sunday.
0: Serious question. Do you think, do you seriously think the Chiefs can beat Buffalo with Chad Henny?
1: (laughs) I think it's telling how we started the show talking about the odds. I think the fact that, as of yesterday this was, from, I got an email from my friends at betonline.ag. I think it's telling that the line went from minus three Chiefs to only minus two and a half Bills. That is, in a sense, almost a coin flip anyway. Either way, whether Mahomes or Henny were to play. Of course you feel way better about Mahomes playing but I saw so many games with Reed and what he was able to do with Alex Smith that I I feel like there could be a game plan that they implement that could allow the Chiefs to, co- to compete with the Bills at the very least. And and I I think win the football game. Yes, I'm I'm talking myself into it as you can tell, but yeah, I th- I think they could beat them.
0: I I just don't no. I, I just I think that there's so much on the line. I think this is just one of those games where you just need your you need your stars to play.
1: You saw though this last game that even though there's only 16,000 fans, right. you're still getting a bit of that arrowhead advantage. I mean, oh, that, for sure, that was evident. And so I look at the Buffalo Bills traveling. I look at Allen never having been in this spot. I look at Henny and what he was able to do last game. You obviously feel worse if it needs to be a full game than just this relief pitcher role. But There's enough pieces, and the defense is playing well enough, and I think there's a scenario where you know, rather than having these long developing plays, I know we always talk about do we have time to run wasp and how you needed like five to seven <laughs> seconds or whatever it was for the guys to get down the field. Right. You don't call a lot of wasps. With Chad Henney. Maybe you take those out of the playbook and you just get into your playmakers' hands, like McCole Hardman in the backfield, some of your running backs. The Chiefs could get Clyde back, they could get Sammy back. You get it into Hill's hands and Kelsey. I think they could win this football game.
0: It's fair. You'd make a lot of friends out there if they actually did that and they'd remember this take. (laughs) Um, I think it's interesting to bring up the Eric B. Enemy topic just a little bit. I know a lot of people think it becomes lethargic and it becomes overdrawn. But I think we're starting to see a development on where, obviously, it's process of eliminations. You see more jobs start to get crossed off the list. Um, it would appear that, that Philadelphia is not really interested because they're going to go to interview Josh McDaniel. They're going to try to probably think what that's going to happen. And then I think the other, uh, I think the other situation that, that comes into play is that you have Deshaun Watson – who is finally taking that leadership role in Houston and kind of just saying, like, hey, I want this, and if I don't get this, then I don't want to be here. Right. And I think it takes a, it, it would take a village idiot not to listen to what your franchise quarterback is doing because you can look at <laughs>
1: what Buff- they've done. That's what they've right. done the entire offseason so far, so they're finally turning that page, it seems.
0: Yeah, and, like, the thing is, is that enemy does the interview yesterday with Houston. Then all of a sudden, Houston Texans players are coming out and being like, E. B. Okay, and then all of a sudden Watson kind of gets a little bit more quiet, and it just makes sense that he would go there because you take a guy who's been the offensive coordinator with a coach or with with Andy Reid and a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And again, this is it might seem like a stupid idea, but he's not going to take plays from Kansas City to Houston. That's just not what they do. But what he can do in Houston is he can go up to Deshaun and be like, hey, man, so this is how it worked with Pat. This is what we did over here. This is how Andy and I kind of developed this type of system, these type of plays. Let's see how you can handle that. And when Houston sits back and takes a reality check, because the last thing that owners are going to want to do is think, well, some owners are going to think, okay, how dare this player try to get bigger than me? How dare this player get a bigger you know, role than myself? I'm the one that runs this organization. Well, kind of yes, but when you have a special player and a guy like Deshaun Watson, maybe you should sit back and listen and think, okay, if I can keep this guy happy, I can keep my team rolling, then all of a sudden I can make more money because our team becomes more relevant and we win more games in more serious times. You look at what the Chiefs are doing. You look at what Cleveland's doing. You look right. at what Baltimore's doing. You look at what Buffalo's doing. And what are they all doing? They're letting their quarterbacks lead their franchise to playoff wins, and they're letting these quarterbacks actually have a say. Deshaun Watson's in that room with all those other quarterbacks with the future of the NFL, and it seems now, which is insane, that now it's starting to make sense in Houston. And it seems like, if you read the tea leaves, that Deshaun Watson and players on the Houston Texans really want this be enemy. Uh, higher to happen in Houston.
1: The NFL is your It's a quarterback league. You are what your quarterback is. The fact that they even let Bill O'Brien touch to Sean Watson to begin with was the problem. And now they're in super correct mode where it's almost to the point of no return. So now they're starting to interview candidates that Watson pr- would prefer the enemy being one of them. I tend to think that this job is one that both of these individuals, one being the enemy, the other being the Texans, they both need each other right now. I think there is a window for guys like enemy coaches, assistant coaches to be hired in the NFL. I mean, this will be the 12th or 13th job potential interview that he's had. And you just don't want to see that window close. I think Eric Biennemi has been very deserving of this now, three off seasons in a row. Andy Reid wants it to happen. You know, you talk about the Andy Reid tree. The Kafka branch, by the way, is ready. That thing has grown. It, he's ready to be an offensive coordinator. You've seen him. The quarterback's coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, Kafka, who's been that role since Patrick Mahomes took over as starter. You've seen his name floated out for head coaching positions. You've seen now yesterday Jeremy Fowler of ESPN starts floating him out as a potential offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Part of this is Andy Reid pushing his coaching tree along. You don't want that to bottleneck either. So there's a lot that goes into this, and you hope that if the enemy does get the Texans' job, that would make Watson stay because that would put him in the best position for success.
0: Coming up, it's the guys from Fesco. And don't worry, Pete's not going anywhere today as he'll be on your radio show <laughs> at some other point today. We'll tell you when we get back. Also, we have to revisit what we talked about in the lead and where this game could be headed on Sunday at 548 Arrowhead Drive. This is the Run It Back Playoff Show here on 610 Sports Radio with myself, Dusty Likens, and Pete Sweeney.
3: The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 610 Sports Radio. That's right.
0: Derek Johnson, every Monday on Fesco in the morning. Josh, Bob, Ryan. Somebody else joins their show this morning. Um, (laughs) Somewhere around, what,
1: 7.15? Quarter after seven, every Tuesday.
0: Uh, Every Tuesday, our quarterback, a quarter after seven. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, running back playoff show, 610 Sports Radio. Guys from Fesco in the morning coming up next. Um, Also, don't forget that Therese Paler joins the guys from the drive. At 3.30 today as the best coverage in town when it comes to the Chiefs playoff run. The Chiefs in general. 610 Sports Radio, your home for all playoff action when it comes to the Chiefs. Pete, we had a discussion earlier today in the show. I think it needs to be brought back up about where the, I guess, where the situation is when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. This isn't something that we just take lightly when it comes to a young man's health, um, state of mind. This is something that we just need to sit back, relax on, and wait for all the information to come out before we start getting to the point of, oh, he's going to be ready. And when I mean this, I mean Patrick Mahomes and the concussion
1: protocol. Yeah, I think we all agree, right, that we want to see Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Of course, in Kansas City, we want to see Mahomes playing in this football game. My whole thing is I, I just, you know, I, I saw that play the other night and I saw a young man, 25 years old, staggering for 10 to 15 seconds. So I think my biggest message and how I'm feeling today is I just want to make sure that he's okay first. I mean, this guy has hopefully another 75 years, some odd years to to live in his life first before you talk about the football. I, look, I would say even Buffalo Bills fans want to see this matchup, Allen, Allen and Mahomes, the entire NFL world. And. I think we'll get there. I think we'll get an update on Wednesday. We're going to know from the injury report, they have to report it to the league, whether or not he's practicing. Andy Reid has to speak again. So whether it is a concussion, whether it is a martial arts style chokehold, whether it is just a loss of wind, let's just find out and make sure our guy is good health wise before we get so crazy about the football.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think that's just the sport that we live in. I think that the entertainment value, the, Everything happening now, um, (laughs) and just the intensity of what this sport is. Twitter nation. Right. I mean, it's just the social media driven world that is, I need results, I want it now, I want and I mean, you heard the the Pat McAfee situation when it comes to, you know, breaking news before Ian Rappaport. That is (laughs) that is the life that we live in today. Is that so many people want to be the first one. They want to be the one that. That, that breaks the news. They want to be the one that's like, oh, well, you know, somebody has told me that, that he's going to be fine, that it's just this. And it's like, let's just get the actual results of what his current status is before we start making assumptions of, oh, well, he's fine. Like, have you ever played football? Have you ever been dragged down by a grown-ass man by your neck and then thrown to the ground? Probably not. And if you have, then – maybe we should start listening to you. But at this point, I think we just need to sit back, wait for the results and understand that there is more importance to this than, you know, maybe what, what the situation is right now, because this is your franchise for the next 10 to 12 years of solidarity when it comes to this quarterback, because he's just that damn good.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think we all have grown in Kansas city to really love and appreciate, not just the guy in the field and what he does for the community with 15 in the Mahomes. This is guys, yeah, is a, a Royals owner and, I think that was my point when we we launched the show this morning is we just know so much about CTE now and and how deadly and crazy that could be. Let's just make sure he's all right, I think, first before we get so worked up as, you know, we can't win a football game without Chad Henney. Well, you can. You got Andy Reid. If, if it comes down to that, I think the Chiefs are still going to be rather competitive and will be an AFC title game and super prepared you have Tyron Matthew on the other side of the field that isn't going to let the defense slip up. We saw that in the final drive on Sunday with eight minutes to go when you kind of felt like, okay, maybe the Browns can do this. Not to be. They never saw the football again. So I, I'm I'm there. That's where I'm at. I'm relaxed. I want to see what the official status is. I think it is trending in the right direction, right. but let's just wait and see.
0: No doubt about it. Uh, running back playoff show here with Pete Sweeney, Dusty Like at 610 Sports Radio. Lajarius Sneed, you worried at all Sunday? Big game? No. Steph- Stephon Diggs, that's no. your guy, man.
1: No. Sneed is ice in his veins. The Chiefs to me, that's the matchup. The, the Snead has found, I think, a success in Kansas City, a comfort in Kansas City. What a find in, on, on day three of the draft for Brett Veach. This isn't the type of player that you see in a first year that you're supposed to find on day three. And, and I really th- truly think with what the Chiefs have in place He's a key as much as Tyron Matthew, as much as Juan Thornhill, as much as Chris Jones and Frank Clark. I think up front, too, you're going to have to see some discomfort from Allen, especially if things go that other way. And and I think Clark and and Jones will be huge in this game as well.
0: This is the Running Back Playoff Show, 610 Sports Radio. It's Pete Sweeney. Dusty Likens, Pete. Mm. Tomorrow's the day, man. Wednesday's already here. Middle of the week. That's right. A lot of people call it hump day. We call it the uh we call it the uh, you know the media release day. That's when everybody comes out and Oh, I think you're gonna say,
1: to... you know, some call it hump day, we call it bump day.
0: Okay, well, that's bump you here in the background. Pete Sweeney, he joins the guys from Fesco in the morning at 715. Therese Paler joins the guys from the drive at 330. And don't forget, we're right back here tomorrow morning because this is your show in Kansas City, the only playoff focused show in this city. You don't like it? Go find your satellite radio and go find something else. (laughs) Talking to you, text line, 913. Um, Thanks again for everybody that listened. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 a.m. till 6 a.m. For Pete Sweeney, I'm Dusty Likens. It's the Running Back Show on 610 Sports Radio. Be easy,
3: people. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Models compared.